choosing to confront inconsistencies in your life and choosing to be honest with yourself about stuff is really scary. Um, my wife and I stayed up super late last night talking about cognitive dissonance and just the idea that like it's when your values and the person you are and then the person you are acting like aren't aligned, right? So your actions aren't matching what you believe intrinsically. And so acknowledging those things and then taking steps to bring yourself back into alignment is scary for a lot of reasons. This conversation is for sure one of my favorites so far. I was able to catch up with Tanner Murray and have some great conversation about our mental health journeys. We touch on the goal and reason of this podcast a little bit, share some stories from when we used to work together, and he asks me some questions. Tanner's one of the most creative minds I know and sure appreciates the creative field. He's an incredible writer and has recently been posting about some key lessons learned through therapy on his Instagram that are wonderfully articulated. This one was super fun to record and I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Let's jump straight into it. But how the hell are you? I'm good, man. Just cruising. My So I had a friend in high school. Anytime someone asked him how he was doing, he would always say, just cruising. And I said it a few times, and now that's all I say. That's all you say? Yeah. Huh. I'm just cruising. Uh, yeah, how are you doing? Doing well. Yeah? Doing very well. Just riding, so, just riding your bike? Just riding bikes. Riding bikes. That's, all, that's pretty much it. You're back in the hometown. Back in the good old IF. I was thinking today, we should have done this at Papa Kelsey's. <laughs> Loney would have let us in. Totally. Oh, we should have done we it should at have Papa Kelsey's. Papa Kelsey's pizza and subs. Maybe we should have done it in the middle of the day, too, so just get the, amb- the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. Just hear everybody. The regulars. Yeah. Mostly old, old people, people. <laughs> coming in for fresh salads with cubed ham. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. I've gotten the same thing from Papa Kelsey's for my entire life. It's the Turkey Supreme. The Turkey Supreme, man. Spicy down. <laughs> this podcast is actually sponsored by Papa Kelsey's Pizza and Subs. I'm going to have to reach out to Lone. Yeah. A good one. <laughs> What's been going on? How's work going? Staying, seems like it's uh, production's getting... Yeah, things are getting crazy around here. I mean, you worked here. (laughs) Yes, okay. So, Tanner and I worked together back in the day, a full year ago. About a year ago, exactly, I pretty much left. Time's a weird thing right now. Yeah. It was a year ago. Yeah, so we're in the the production room of Porter Pro Media, and uh, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of weird. It's cool. It's like I never left. Good to have you back, man. There's my desk, I used to say that. Right over there. Yeah. Uh, so things are good, man. Uh, like, it's just funny how as you continue kind of creating and making cool stuff, uh, more people come to you with bigger budgets than before, and you just keep kind of progressing and growing. It's kind of snowballs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we we really haven't done any form of sales or biz dev other than just posting our stuff mm-hmm. you know that's i mean you know that's kind of how we operate yeah so uh and it keeps coming so so do you think it was from like you, like back in the day had bigger budget type projects and then they just started coming like once it started getting rolling is that kind of how it went or i guess i don't know what you're asking me i guess i never knew that side of the business when i was here <laughs> so i was like <laughs> were they usually smaller budgets and then once we started getting like more and more like bigger paying clients and then like 
then they just started to come more. Yeah, more or less. Okay. More or less. And I think there's an aspect of, and there's an aspect of like when you start a business and you're in startup mode, it's like you, you'll take on all sorts of clients, right? Yeah. But then as, as you grow, like you can get a little more choosy. Mm-hmm. You can tell some people no. Yeah, I can turn them away, which yeah, is yeah. pretty important. Yeah, and and really what we, what it's come down to now is like the people that we're working with now are like kind of our people, like uh, some of the OG clients and then the, the newer clients that are coming in were being more choosy. So it's like it's kind of been a refining process, but it's been fun, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what? yeah, what do you do here? And Yeah, so uh, I'm the creative director, uh, so I'm kind of in charge of – all things creative. Um, and then I was actually hired here to write initially. So um, I still kind of own that. Mm-hmm. Uh, script writing, uh, kind of oversee some copywriting. Um, but it's just kind of evolved. As the, f- I think I was the fifth employee here. Uh, we have uh, just like 2021 now. So uh, it's grown and uh, you kind of just wear all the hats as you grow right yeah and then you slowly take hats off of your head and give give <laughs> them to other people so very true it's been a kind of a an evolving process and it's been fun like i've learned a lot so mm-hmm. yeah so i guess backpedaling before you were here kind of i guess like leaving the college era <clears throat> what was your <laughs> college career path freaking college man uh so yeah yeah let's go back to that um, I always wanted to be a sports journalist. Mm. Uh, I read a lot of sports columns growing up. Uh, any particular sport, baseball, basketball, probably the big ones, you know, baseball, basketball, football. Um, I read a lot of like Lee Jenkins and Bill Simmons and Rick Riley. I don't love Rick Riley. He's kind of a weirdo, but like I read a lot of those columns growing up and I was just always enthralled with, uh, kind of the storytelling inside of sports. Um, I grew, we grew up in Idaho, man. So like sport was kind of my connection to realities outside of my own. Right. So like you think of like the 30 for 30 series on ESPN that, uh, the no crossover documentary about Allen Iverson, it talked about, you know, growing up where he did and, and all the adults in his life that failed him. Uh, and you know, he was he was in trouble for a brawl at a bowling alley and that's that's that shit just wasn't happening in idaho not at all (laughs) so it it, uh i don't know just seeing how these famous athletes grew up and seeing all these like the human condition and and the human aspect of of their lives it kind of gave me a measure of empathy for people that don't look like me um and I just love sports. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a marriage of, of those two things. So, yeah, I, I wanted to, like, I don't know, work at ESPN or whatever. Um, so I became an English major and and started just writing like crazy. I was going to I was gonna graduate and then I had this plan. Yeah, everyone, you know? everyone's got a plan. Uh, you know, what I was going to think is <laughs> exactly dude. And well, uh, I was going to go to like the Walter Cronkite school of journalism at Arizona state. And I was going to do all this shit and then it didn't pan out. So, uh, I ended up dropping out of school. There we go. Yeah. College dropout. Uh, yeah. And just kind of like writing uh-huh. and working my job. I was working at StubHub. 
All right. Selling, slinging tickets. Uh, and so I was going to school for a little bit, working at StubHub, and then I dropped out of school and just worked full time. So while kind of during that time, I was doing a lot of writing, personal stuff mostly. Um, I was, you know, doing some freelance stuff here and there, but nothing, nothing crazy, just kind of mm-hmm. getting my feet wet. Uh, and then, yeah, I moved home to Idaho and, uh, Porta Pro Media got in touch with me and said they wanted me to join. So I hopped on, I interviewed and they didn't hire me. They hired Ooh. someone else. Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, that didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, he was gone very quickly and uh-huh. then they hired me. So I'm glad they did. Yeah. It's, I mean... Working here was a riot. It was a lot of fun. It's 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 nuts. It's I I didn't expect to be uh, paying my mortgage, doing the things that I do every day. I just mm-hmm. if you to ask twenty year old me what I would be doing as a thirty year old, I didn't think it would be this. Yeah, you know. But it's like amazing that. Oh it yeah, is. the variety of stuff we get to do here is incredible. Yeah, I, not here. I don't. I'm not here anymore. But. <laughs> You're still here in spirit. Here in spirit. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah. think about that, like, KJ's, uh, it's like the Thanksgiving one we did last year. We, that, bl- we blew that, we blew just, it up with. We just reposted that today. Oh, what a shoot. We blew up a turkey with tannerite. Yeah. Cooked it with a flamethrower. Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. And people pay us to do that dumb shit. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. The world of media, you get to experience, uh very wide variety of things well and i think uh i think it's getting to be even more so that way where like it the more outlandish the better yeah because you gotta hook them in the first yeah, three seconds right it's all yeah exactly the tiktok has turned all this stuff on its head so trying to navigate that's been crazy but it also i think is going to give us more creative leeway mm-hmm. um which i'm excited for yeah, so since I'm out of the agency life now, like how have y'all seen over this last year with clients and TikTok? Because it wasn't really a conversation with when I was here in meetings, like making short form content wasn't yeah. really a priority. Yeah, is it like starting to shift more? Oh, it like has. since we're in like a small town too. Yeah, because it, it was slow for people to for sure. Catch and like on. the the adoption, especially for businesses, has been slower. But it has like it's here mm-hmm. and. If anything, it's late, right? Yeah. Everything gets to Idaho a little late. So <laughs> ain't that the truth, man. But that, is, we can leverage that to our advantage. Uh-huh. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, um, the the biggest thing we're up against, like from an agency standpoint, and I think agencies everywhere are feeling this, is like, how do we scale this? Because, like... It's a volume game. Yeah. And you, it's like a daily, like yeah. daily you need to be doing things. And so yes. you can't have someone on like th- at the dentist office every day or like no. at the, where whatever company it is. Exactly. So it's, it's trying to figure out how we can like batch our shoots and get as much content as we can out of a single shoot. Mm-hmm. So it's like still profitable for us, yeah. but we're still delivering that value and the things that these social platforms need. So it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out though. Um, yeah. 
we kind of created a new position just for that. So we're, uh, we're testing. That's what you really do. You just test and see what works. And, uh, if it doesn't work, you pivot. Yeah. Incorporating that into, like just thinking of the clients that are here, that's a hard bridge to gap into, I feel like a lot of industries with making meaningful short form. I know. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like, I don't think it makes sense for all, all of our clients necessarily. For sure. Um, so we're just, we've shifted like the clients that it makes sense for, for now and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing how that goes, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really want to see my dentist on TikTok. Yeah. No one's going to. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Unless, unless they're doing like some very niche thing, like showing off different extractions or I don't know. Some people like that stuff, like the Dr. Pimple Pimple Popper, you know, but (laughs) like other than that, like. I don't know, man. Like I see these videos of like, <laughs> like dental, like the whole dental staff doing a dance in the lobby. It's like, why the hell? Like, what? Why are we doing that? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I re- I remember some ideas that were passed through when I was here. It was like they thought of them, and then we're out there with like the red, <laughs> like tilting it sideways, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah, what are we doing? It, yeah, it's. There was like TikTok trends and we were like filming it on a red. <laughs> on a like, red cinema camera. All right. <laughs> that is wild. Um, uh, yeah. That's a be- that's the beauty of TikTok. Like, I guess let's, for personal let's reasons. Let's do it on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like just incorporating TikTok into my life has drastically changed in the last year. Yeah. And it's been so, like I see so many people. I've got friends in Utah. Like I got one buddy. Like he's like famous, famous on YouTube and TikTok now and he's pulling in like close to 20k a month. Dang, just off those and platforms. He just yeah. Wow. Does interviews, he like runs up to people and just ask questions and yeah. Does stuff like that and TikTok completely changes life. <laughs> it's like that is insane. So when you say TikTok has like drastically changed your day-to-day, what do you mean? I don't know about my day-to-day, but it's changed my life this last year. Just like started just filming what I do and is raw and organically. Cause I see all like the like day in the lives that are so perfect. Mm. And I'm like, that's not just so curated. That's not true. Like not every day you're doing that. Like, come on. Hopefully hey, they might be. And that's great. I wish I was that dedicated and you know, disciplined to live a life like that. We're not robots, man. Yeah. We're not. And so I just try and keep it really raw, but the people I've been able to meet, um, and cycling and running and just friendships. Like I met one girl, she was from Ontario, Canada. She drove 30 hours and we took third at Lodija. And like, that's it's one so of the cool. most wild experiences I've ever had. And she's an amazing friend now. Yeah. There's multiple people like that. I've reconnected with a bunch. You know like, what? I feel like TikTok has made social media social again. Yeah, because I feel yeah, like that's I feel a good like way to look at it. I feel like social media. I mean, the advent of it was like bringing college friends together or whatever, uh-huh. and then like it got away from that. Yeah, like really far away from that. And TikTok's kind of, I mean, say say whatever bad thing you want to about TikTok, but like it's it it brought social media back to like being real and honest and. Not everyone's honest on there, but I feel like yeah. a lot more so than Instagram or Facebook. For sure. Like no one's 
there's so many people like in bed, not ready or kind of a mess. Yeah. And like, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And the production value is horrible. Like, yeah, you know, a, a dude throws a towel on his head to be a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a staple. And yes. It never changes. Yes. And everyone knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. There's things that happen with, yeah, all those trends. It's like everyone gets it. So, yeah, kind of a beautiful thing. It is. And it's, it, but it's funny because to your point about the whole red cinema cameras, it's like we have a traditional kind of production setup here. And I mean, we put so much effort into making things look per like perfect, beautiful, yeah, well lit, all that. All, all but the then time. like some of the distribution platforms are going away from that. Yeah. And so like, it's kind of a dichotomy we're trying, we got to figure out. Right. So I think there will always be a need for that high level curated content. 1000%. Um, you know, but, uh, it's, it's having that and then just the crap, like the everyday stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of brands, when they're like paying kids to like market it, there's like really no guidelines anymore for some of them. Like it's just just go wild, go do whatever. Yeah, which there might be some drawbacks or negatives that come from some creators. You know, so, some things might get too outlandish. Sure. In a way, but I think, but I think the pros outweigh the cons in most cases because. Yeah. It's na it, above all, whatever they're doing is going to feel native to the platform mm -hmm. and it's therefore going to like catch fire. Yeah. Not all the time, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I just want to bring up Bison Boys oh, yeah. for a quick minute. Cause I was, that's like the first shoot I vividly remember going on with you when we all went up there. Yeah. And that was like one of the funnest days of my entire life. Uh, so that was like, was that? That was working season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went up there and the first thing I saw was a giant cow hanging by her legs. Oh yeah. And I was like, what? Is what just on? happened? From like yeah. a giant forklift. Yeah, they they, they just she uh they a lot of them dive stress. Yeah, bison are fickle animals, man. They're not obviously they're not used to being around humans and uh you know, even the the smallest thing can really stress them out and they'll freaking they'll go into cardiac arrest. Yeah. And, flop over um so that's why they're really careful with them they try to you know only work them once a year so mm -hmm. yeah let me give some people some context bison boys is a project our company's been working on for a really long time uh three or four years um it is a uh basically it's an ongoing story about two brothers who are bison ranchers in idaho um so we're, we launched a, uh, a jerky brand, uh, bison jerky. It's in a Sam's club near you. Uh, it's also on Amazon. Um, it's in every Sam's across the country. Isn't it? It's in, I think it's in like a hundred. Okay. A uh, lot. I mean, they just launched out there. I bet it'll be in every one soon, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then they're just doing some other bison, uh, bison products as well. Bison leather gloves, duffel bags are coming like a bunch of cool stuff. So a lot of stuff's in development that way, but we're also working on a reality series. Um, and hopefully we'll see that on TV in the next year or two. That would be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that day that you went up there was you, me, Tyler, and Mark. Yeah. And, uh, dusty as hell. Oh man. Yeah. It was like really warm for November. 
and dry. And so these bison are in these chutes running through. And when you have a stampede of bison churning this dirt, it's just, you can't even see it was five like feet almost moon dust. Like it was, yeah, yeah. it was that type of yeah, day. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I slept on the GoPro on my chest and hopped in after being there for a couple hours. I was like, this looks kind of fun. It's, it's they're fast. They're fast animals. <laughs> they're so and fast. I, I, the boys were giving me crap for jumping on the fence too quickly, but oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. If if a bison's running at you and you can't really see very good, you're jumping up a fence like a damn cat, dude. You're getting up that thing. It's uh, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And they just do that at like all the time. That's just like whatever. So it takes a special breed to, I think, work with animals in general. But work with a bison, yeah, yeah it's nuts. It's not like you're. Uh putting cattle through the chute no where you just have to stand in front of the gate and they won't come at you yeah yeah bison are quite the thing yeah yeah it's a fun project we'll see where it goes uh want to get your opinion on uh stuts 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 uh that was a dense watch Uh so it took me three nights to finish okay because Partially, I have two kids, and so it's like bedtime, and then you put a kid down, and then you start a show, and then one of them wakes up crying. So there was that. Yeah. But then it's just like, by the time you know life is like settled down, and I'm watching the show, then I'm like, oh, I got to rewind that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I got to rewind that uh-huh. and listen to that again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love that Jonah Hill just like decided to turn this thing into content. There's some cynical people out there that are like, why would you do this? Yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a few bad reviews on TikTok, and I feel like they're reaching for sure. I mean, I guess you could say this is disingenuous and he's just trying to make content, but I, yeah, I genuinely think he's coming from a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I felt that way. I thought the only part where I like, slightly tilted my head at it was when him and his mom are like talking out their <laughs> stuff i was like all right yeah it's like a live th- family therapy session that was the only time but even that i'm like i agree with that it's actually. Not like i hated it i but. mostly was I, I mostly was just so interested in because so i've been going to therapy since, for five six years mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see uh like the juxtaposition between my therapist and how Jonah's therapist like handles certain things. And he had like, my therapist has his own terminologies and Stutz has his own, like, uh, what, what like, were a few of them? Like uh, the shadow. Your sh- yeah. The shadow part X part X. So, I mean, part X is ego, Yeah, but he calls it part X. Right. Uh-huh. So it's like, anyway, it was just really cool to see how he applies these things. And then he talked, talked through all those different tools with Jonah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot to take in, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I had no clue what to expect going into it. And, uh, I like walked out into my living room. My roommate was out watching TV and I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about watching Jonah Hill's new thing just came out tonight. It's about therapy. Do you want to watch it? And then quickly I was like, this is deep. This is hard. <laughs> and like, it gave me a lot to think about. Cause as a guy, it's hard to feel and like discuss emotion with other guys. 
And there was times I was like fighting back tears because like my roommate was there mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have that. <laughs> I, I don't know you ha- like that, dude. <laughs> well, like we're close. Like we've known each other for years. Okay. But it's like okay. still, I don't know. There's just some people. I shouldn't say that sounds bad that I don't like. He's a great friend. Yeah. But for some reason there was that barrier there. And I was like, oh, that's something I need to look into. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think beautiful on so many different legs from artistically, from what he did to yep. the actual content that's useful. Like there's things you can pull out of that. That's like, Oh my gosh. Like For if you sure. take it seriously, like he could, you know, it could dramatically help you. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I think that's why he, I mean, he says that's why he made it right. Yeah. These, these real tools. These things have helped him. me. Yeah. I want to make sure the whole world gets to know this guy mm-hmm. and his kind of processes. Yeah. And I mean, that stuff's really hard to condense into 90 minutes for one. And for another, it's really hard to apply all the things that therapy can offer you. In an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but I think it was a gr- it, it would serve as a great, like, jumping off point for someone, right? 1,000%. You know? Uh-huh. You got to start somewhere. And if, if you're willing to do the work and, and got to work on these things, like, it's a great opportunity to just look at something and be like this is interesting yeah definitely because i in my life and i think in some conversations i've had like therapy is a little bit intimidating to go into i think the stigma for the most part's fallen is that why you started a podcast instead (laughs) (laughs) come on man don't do me like that (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks uh I guess we'll call that over. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. <laughs> All right. We were joking about this before we pushed we started, play. Like, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I've learned since starting this podcast that I'm not great at articulating how I feel or how I think. Mm. And it's been great. Only like nine episodes in now. How it's getting easier. Because, I mean, for the past couple of years, I'm a pretty isolated individual. I spend. Yeah, dude, you go into the mountains by yourself, like I do a lot, like of, a psychopath. Sorry, yeah, that was harsh. That's okay. <laughs> I don't think you're a psychopath. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, many hours, many nights have been out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I don't know. So it's definitely made it hard to like work out some of my thoughts and stuff. And so talking, having these conversations, has been extremely helpful. You know, because you think in your head all the time, but then when you start to articulate it, because I've like expressed opinions and like in these type of settings where I'm like, ah, that's not actually what I think. It was scary as hell. It's terrifying. So I, I had this thought earlier. I was like, I, I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, but like when I'm writing something, I can, I can like erase and put a different word mm-hmm. like words are important man yeah and so but when when i'm speaking to a mic into a microphone and you're speaking into a microphone yes you edit stuff but like this is just off the dome like yeah i hope what i'm saying is making sense it's kind of scary just a little bit yeah it is um so did you did you start this podcast um for any particular reason, for that reason, because you wanted to get better at these things, or like, what? Wh- why'd you start it? Okay. And then, yeah, why'd you start it? 
Uh, I mainly started to share other people's stories. Um, and now I'm asking you questions. <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't have any of these answered on the podcast. So I don't okay, really, great. You know, so, um, We're making content, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to like share other people's stories and like just their journeys through life because everyone's story is so beautifully extraordinary and as mundane as you think your life is and as plain Jane as your life appears to you, um, I don't think it is at all. And everyone's overcome like such great adversities in their life, even if, you know, on the outside, they're not Olympic gold medalists yeah. or climbing ever six times, like whatever it is, there's just as extraordinary things because it's all relative, your difficulties. Mm -hmm. And so someone's that's so hard for them to get over, like a stupid breakup is Everest for them. And just knowing the mental tools is no different, uh, regardless of like whether you want to tag it as your trauma or your depression, like they're all useful to everybody. And someone's story might just click with someone. Yeah, yeah. I got it might resonate with them. Yeah. And so, so, so in this process, you also picked up a bunch of other stuff that you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that would be beneficial for me, but now I'm articulating stuff better or whatever that is. So like, I'm sure there's been some ancillary benefits for doing this thing. Yeah. And it's definitely on a selfish from a selfish standpoint. Too. Yeah. I guess from a selfish standpoint, like, it's been kind of terrifying as well to get into it, like putting myself in this setting because I'm not a great speaker and I'm not super articulate all the time. Um, so just like taking the lessons as I go has been fun, but yeah. See, that's the thing about, I feel like, I don't want to assign a percentage to this. I feel like the biggest hurdle to creating is just doing it and then once you do it you you are already ahead of most people yeah by virtue by virtue of like un like getting this gear and plugging these things in and turning the mics on and doing it like you're doing more than a lot of people right yeah it's just like there's a lot of merit step. to that yeah well, appreciate that but it's just funny like how hard it was just to start this like i've had all this gear for two plus years <laughs> last nice. last year like right when i moved to utah i sent out all these emails to people to be on this podcast really in like december i didn't have my first episode till june i just didn't follow up i was so scared to get it going yeah and i interviewed someone in june and i had like three more lined up then they all had to like reschedule and then like I don't know if it was like imposter syndrome or like what it was. Yeah. I just didn't do it again. And then for whatever reason, I don't know, a month and a half ago, I was like, I just need to. Just caught the steam, dude. I just need to do it. And so I think it's a cool. lot of fun. I think it's cool because most people just make fun of uh, 20 year old, 25 year old white dudes that are doing podcasts <laughs> and making fun of them and saying they should go to therapy. But like <clears throat> there's actually a lot of, benefit to doing this that you've probably discovered yeah and i've gotten messages from people like i interviewed a great friend kate uh it was like episode three or four um she's battling seven chronic illnesses oh yeah yeah she's a phenomenal human being and she's going through so much and uh um like my brother's gone through chemo and stuff and so when she shared um uh like 
losing the life she thought she would live, mm-hmm. grieving the life she yeah. thought she was going to live. Like my brother sent me this huge text about her episode and, you know, so like sharing people's story like that, like I don't have the struggle she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been another person besides my brother to talk about her podcast and it's like, yeah, I just want her story out there. Cause like, I know it's going to change people's lives. Yeah. Cause like, she's so stoked on life still, which she has no reason to be. Yeah. She doesn't from an outsider's point of view. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's awesome. I feel like what you're doing is facilitating connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's, a, a, I desire that almost above anything else in life is just like real human interaction. Um, and so for you to be able to kind of elevate these stories and touch people's lives with them, I know like it might feel like it's on a micro scale, but like you're doing important stuff and that's so cool, dude. Like most <laughs> people you. don't even do this shit and you're doing it. Jeez, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So so keep it up. Keep it up. That's that's the plan. Good. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I just I don't either. <clears throat> here we are. All right. Need a tissue? Compose, I had to compose myself. For Need a little second. tissue there, guy? I think I'm all right. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, on the joke of... Uh, I've hit it twice. I've, I've hit it twice. What? Never mind. Keep going. The, uh, yeah, every dude in his 20s having a podcast. Okay, yeah, I did hit that on, joke yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and okay. then facilitating connection. And... I guess this is kind of a therapy session because it sounds a little selfish because like how I just mentioned, I'm a very isolated person Mm -hmm. and like this is a way to like really like connect with people and like talk about important things and not just be in a podcast talking about really weird would you rathers or pop news or like weird sex stories I see. The sexual content I see on TikTok and conversations is outlandish <laughs> your algorithm must be in a different place than mine bro i don't know it's what you're not. talking about because i see the weirdest stuff on social media i'm like <laughs> what these are conversations that are just like virally just out being there had yeah. like millions of views and it's talking about i don't even want to go into the it's just weird stuff i saw a tiktok this morning and it was two dudes and they were drafting orange things it was, it, was, it was like a draft, like a sports draft. Yeah. But they were drafting orange things. Oh. So, like, the first pick, the guy chose a basketball. Oh. I think I saw, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. And then the next guy chose a pumpkin or something. Mm. Okay. Yeah. This isn't that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I saw those same guys because they did a draft with, like, cereal. I watch every single one. <laughs> I watch it all the way through. And it's just, it's got it's entertaining. me, man. It's entertainment. That's all it is. What are we doing? <laughs> I guess to pull it away from those conversations because we're not going to have those. Yeah, sorry. Behavior. But uh, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about, you've been posting some really awesome stuff um, on your Instagram as of recent. And I kind of want to ask <clears throat> kind of what made you want to put it out there. Yeah. That's a good question, man. I, uh... I have a weird relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a big part of my like job. Um, but I kind of don't like it. 
like before I worked here, I had a flip phone and I was, I didn't have any of those social. Like 2020. Yeah. So the 2018, I had a flip phone and I honestly, I wish I want to have a flip phone again. Like I would love to have a flip phone again. It's crazy, man. A, because it's a great conversation piece. <laughs> that's that's not the only reason. <laughs> but no, no, no. Like it just – and group chats did suck yeah. <clears throat> on a flip phone. But that T9, bro, that T9 text. Get out of here. It oh, is not more efficient. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> I'm, not advo- right, I'm, I, I'm not advocating for texting and driving. But you can – I'll agree. You can send right. the hell out there of a text go. on T9. That's uh, – Anyway, uh, I, I'm deflecting because I'm trying to formulate how I want to approach this. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a guy that really likes to, uh, do much on there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I honestly, I, I've, I've kind of been, I, I've been seeing what you're doing. Um, I've just been seeing people sharing parts of themselves. And like I said earlier, I, I desire connection. Like I just... I'm I'm fairly introverted, and um, <clears throat> I, I like connecting with people on a one-on-one basis. Mm-hmm. Like when you at, when when we went to lunch a couple months back, like oh, yeah, those are town. Yeah, yeah yeah like those are the kind of interactions that I live for. I I would much rather do that than than um That's you know dinner party yeah, with yeah, like yeah yeah bunch of shallow conversation yeah I just I I don't feel like I have time in my life right now. I just turned thirty. Like I I don't feel like I have time for anything that isn't true connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot in the last five or six years about myself, um, about mental health. Um, and I just, I've gotten to this point where I'm like ready to share it. And so I, I, I shared one thing like a few months back or a few weeks back and the amount of people that messaged me and like texted me, DM me, whatever. They got in touch with me and I had all these amazing one-on-one interactions yeah. with people who felt like me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I, like we're all starving for that, I think. I think, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so I thought, you know what? Like, I feel like I have a little bit of offer here. I've basically got a PhD in myself <laughs> I don't like how I said that um oh well it's on this um I, I've 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 had this like five six year master class in Tanner and I've learned so much about kind of the human condition and and how I operate that I feel like well if I've shared one thing and people and it resonated with people I'm going to keep sharing other parts of myself and maybe it'll keep resonating with people mm-hmm. and it has and like I'm, I'm getting people messaging me still, just like keep this coming. Like this is, this is helping me a lot. So, <clears throat> I don't think we're meant to live the way we're living, man. Yeah, I don't either. And <clears throat> I think we're all sick, and we don't even realize how diseased we are. We're so damn talented at coping, and surviving, and self-soothing that we don't even realize we're all sick. You know? Yeah. Um, I've had people ask me like in the last few years, why is depression and anxiety? Well, everyone has depression and anxiety. Like it's just this thing that everyone has now. And 
I think we've always had it. We're just waking up to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a few of us woke up one day and we we're like, this ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really tired of feeling like, like shit. This, this, yes. Like this cannot be it, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I think for, like, I don't know what your stage situation was like, but I remember being at what, you know, in my life was kind of a rock bottom. Like it was just like such a apathetic way of living. And I was like, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is horrible, yeah. you know, and that snowballs into a really dark place. And, you know, and then like biking got me out of that. And like, that's what my life's been ever since. It's just like, life can be really shitty and not end, but like it can be better. And just taking like the small necessary steps to like, look at yourself, find out what's wrong. Like what decisions you're actively making to make your life poor and like altering yourself and like getting yourself like out of that hole. Yeah. Cause yeah, we're all sick and the way we cope with it's, it's efficient in a way like we get by but it's not it's just not enough man it's terrible yeah and we could delve into like all the causes and all that i don't think that's really constructive but like yeah i uh i don't think there's one like right way to to heal either well yeah you just you just said you just said you you dove into bike biking yeah. endurance right? sports changed my life okay and i woke up one day actually my wife came to me one day and she's like you're scaring me we need to get you help and um so my vehicle for healing was therapy and a lot of writing mm-hmm. and that's like got me to a place where i f- feel like i'm in control of my life again um yeah, there's no right way to go about this. It's also deeply personal. Yeah. Um, and, so, yeah. Uh, I want to ask some questions about writing. Because you're a really good writer. And I try and write as well to process life and things and whatnot. And I typically – writing always comes up in these type of conversations I have with friends. And we feel like we're always – all of us are always having a hard time, like, getting into it. And it's like how – like, I guess, how, like, what tips would you give almost to, like – start the prompts of writing or like help people like get into that i we're all writers Mm -hmm. every single person on this earth is writing a story constantly yeah uh and so just merely acknowledging that fact is kind of step one Mm -hmm. i feel like um oh i am i am building a narrative for myself yeah because we all live by the story we tell exactly and you know it's most that's your ego, whatever, but like you're writing something constantly. And so it remains fairly nebulous inside of your brain until you write it or speak it. I feel like Mm -hmm. some of the best learning I've done has, hasn't been reading, hasn't been listening to podcasts. Sorry, (laughs) but it's been talking to myself out loud and it's been writing um that's where you like take that jumble of stuff that lives inside of your head and sometimes makes you anxious and puts it down in a place that you can stare it in the face yeah and make sense of it Mm. um it seems to be less scary 
Yeah. When it's out there. We build these like elaborate castles in our mind. And then as soon as, as soon as like we get something on paper, it's like, oh, this thing isn't as elaborate and, and scary as, mm-hmm. as I thought it was. Yeah. Right. Um, or it is, and that's okay too. Yeah. And if it is, you can, you can then look at it and make sense of it and feel whatever it makes you feel without it being just like this darkness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that's what works for me. So when you ask like tips to get into writing, I've just always done it. Yeah. I've, I've always like needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, so I don't know if I have tips, man. Just, just start. I just, yeah. I think, I think, and, and I think creatives can, can identify with this. I think we, we judge ourselves so harshly with, that we never end up doing anything. And it's kind of what I was trying to get at with you starting this podcast. It's like, you could have just judged yourself so harshly that you never started. Yeah. Right. And I think, um, when you start to do something, uh, if, if you don't like how it's like looking or feeling or turning out, it's very easy to be like, ah, screw this. I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to come back mm-hmm. to this, but it's like breaking through that a little bit. Also, okay. I will, I will say this. Someone uses an analogy with me once he talked about, um, creating is like getting a jet engine off the ground. So jets use most of their fuel to get up. Yeah. And then once they're in the air, they use a lot less. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same with, with, for me with writing, I have to like make sure my environment is in a spot where like, I know I don't have to land the jet again. Cause if I have to get this freaking jet off the ground and get to cruising altitude and then I get interrupted or something distracts me, mm-hmm. that jet's landing and it's going to take a whole bunch of work to get it back up again. And that's just like a really hard thing to come to grips with. So yeah. I think giving yourself an environment, the, the space and the time to be with yourself and write, or think or speak is really all you need. Which it's interesting. You spend a lot of time alone. A lot. What the hell do you do out there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's a good question. So I like being alone. Yeah. And I've, my wife knows that. And she knows when it's like, I I can go to her and be like, Hey, I'm, I need like a little while. And she's just like, go. Like get great. out of the house. Go. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I'll fish. Sometimes I'll golf. Sometimes I'll just drive. Um, so like, I think being alone is great. I think mm-hmm. it's good for like learning about yourself and that. But like, what 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 do you do while you're out alone? Well, spin a lot of pedals. You know, that's about it. Um, it helps me life gets really scary for me anxiety things are just feel like they're going a thousand miles an hour and whether it's like i have so much on my plate and i feel like i don't have time or whatever and if i make time to go ride for two to three hours like it's such like a beautiful space to be in and there's something about like the endorphins running for that high Mm -hmm. like that high rate for that long is you know has its own benefits um, but I get back from like these rides and the world just slows way down, especially when I'm on them. Mm-hmm. Like I can do something so demanding physically and mentally that's mostly mental. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, it's like, okay, like 
what I have to get done today is like not that big of a deal or this week's not that big of a deal. Um, and it just helps me like slow my mind down and not go insane. It's called, it's almost like meditation. You're, you're talking like it's meditation almost. Yeah. I think it's a great way to explain it. Like you're running at such a state and then like with endurance sports, I don't know. I want to ask like, is there flow states in riding? Like have you entered states? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've never, oh. I've never felt that outside of okay, pure just draining my body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm interested in how those yeah are with riding. Well, I um, I think one symptom that we all um, experience living in 2022, the way that we live, is our our nervous systems are constantly activated. Like it's fight or flight constantly, yeah. right? Um, there's always music or there's always a show in the background yeah. or there's your phone that's vibrating. The cortisol is just it. flowing, dude. Yeah. It's just flowing. Yeah. And uh, I feel like doing things like endurance sports, like you're you're returning back to your body. Mm-hmm. Like you're just relying on you and, yeah. and you're focusing on your breathing and you're focusing on your just freaking pedaling that bike, right? Yeah. And so – I, I feel that when I go fly fishing, mm-hmm. like it's that back and forth. Is a you have to, you have yeah, especially in fly fishing and like really any hobby, like you have to be really focused on like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and like narrowing your focus like really helps you like expand in ways. Yeah, you're like returning back to your body and, and focusing just on what your body is capable of, mm-hmm. and that's all you're focusing on. Yeah, um, I'm. I think that's really cool. You you found that with with cycling. I feel like a lot more people are too. Um, as far as writing, you asked me about like the flow state. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I could make it happen every day. Oh, wouldn't that be the dream? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You get it. Yeah. Like, it, it's, we, if, if you could be in the flow state, uh, you know, the snap of your fingers. Oh my you'd gosh. You'd be the most like productive. I'd be like creative. Bradley Cooper on that limitless movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, though. I was listening to a podcast, uh, John Mayer. Uh, I like him. He's, a, he's an excellent performer. Um, he was talking about the, the flow state of creation, mm-hmm. and he was talking about sometimes when you're in that, in that trance, it's easy to, like, uh, pause and realize, oh, my gosh, I'm in the trance. Yeah. Like, this is so dope. I'm making cool shit. Uh-huh. And then it's gone. Yeah. Right? And then you got to get the jet engine back off the the the, uh, the tarmac. So it's like, yeah, it's this funny thing where I'll get into the flow state and I, I almost like can acknowledge like, oh, I'm making, I'm writing some cool stuff right now, dude. I'm excited. And then I can't like that. You got to keep going yeah, or else it goes away. Um, I actually experienced that in therapy too. Okay. Where um, I'm, I'm talking to my therapist about some stuff and then like I stop and I'm like, oh, whoa, like I just articulated this thing that's been vexing my mind forever and this is amazing. And then we talk back and forth like you can almost build this chemistry. I, I almost built this chemistry with my therapist where we'd get in those flow states and then like at the end of the session, it'd just be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I went there, but I did. Um, but yeah, I feel that with writing where 
it takes a lot of effort, but if you curate the, the environment to do it, it doesn't happen every time, but it can. Yeah. There's things you can help set yourself up for. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, it's not guaranteed every <clears throat> no. time. And I think there is a lot of mental practice that comes with it because it's almost like you can't think about it too much Mm-mm. or it won't come. You like if you're just chasing it. the flow state, like you're not going to get it. And the shitty part is like sometimes the flow state does hit, but it's like 1 a.m. on a Monday night or Monday morning. I've never experienced that. So no? No. Where like the thoughts in my head become so tasty that I'm like, I got to write this. Okay. So I got to get out of bed and write this. Why did this happen now and not at 4 p.m. while I was in the office? Yeah. So that's annoying. Um, but like you said, I think it takes practice. And I'm still, I think I'm in my infancy and like figuring that out because it sometimes just has to happen. Mm-hmm. There was a script <clears throat> I wrote a couple years ago for an ad. It took me like a month and the deadline was coming and I was just not getting it. And yeah, uh, one night on the week of the deadline, it just like came to me while I was laying in bed and I pulled out my computer and I erased the whole thing I had written and I wrote this new thing in a half an hour and I was like, oh, this is the ad. We're done. Sometimes it just comes, man. Yeah. It's wild. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Erasing a lot of work. At the drop of a hat, just to go like that's pretty. Okay, I made that sound really you copied, dramatic. You, you, you copy paste. I, I you opened up a new I document. did the old Command C, yeah, copied it, it into in the a, notes app, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Why'd you do that, man? It sounded so much cooler. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. I'll take that part out if you want. <laughs> nah, leave it, man. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh. So I guess what have been some of the things, like I think routines are really important. And so I... You I do? or I, you, I think they're pretty in general. Okay. So I was, I'm going to ask, like, do you have things like routinely that Hell help? No. That help? <laughs> no, anyway, no, no. No routines. And that might be an indictment on me as a man. Uh, I don't... I don't okay, really... Better, okay, then better than routines. Like, do you have, like, non-negotiables that help you? In your life, I have before. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Um, it depends on where I'm at. Okay. I, I feel like life's pretty fluid. So, yeah, I've gotten really good at like I used to beat myself up a lot. Uh, I I grew up really hard on myself, mm-hmm. and um, it was so demotivating. So, if I ever get to a place where I'm not feeling motivated. I tend to just like get rid of everything and restart. Okay. Does that make sense? So like I'll uh like for instance, um there was there was a time like last year where I was like really into routines. I was almost like I was really almost militaristic with it. Mm-hmm. And it was it 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 got me to a good spot. Um but now my priorities are a little different now. Yeah. Like Um, instead of, instead of making sure I get to the gym all the time, if I want to hang out with my kids, I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. And I'm not going to beat myself up for that. Yeah. I think it's a super healthy way to live, especially with like, like a mind shift that happened with me was like, life is 
it's, it's there it's always seasons yeah and so like you're gonna have to do something for a short season or a long season mm-hmm. um but when something happens to change that you're gonna change that yeah and so because like the whole hustle culture it's like i'm up at 4 30 i'd run eight miles yeah I hate and that. then i hit yeah. in the office and i you know and it's structured and then after and it's like it works for some it people can hurt, it, yeah but when like, things yeah. there's curveballs all around and there will be every day and so to live healthily i guess in any climate like being able to adapt is pretty crucial it is so like i'll analogize it this way there was a time when i was at my lowest low where i did i rarely got out of bed for three months Mm -hmm. i put on like 60 pounds in in a year and um well let me back up so we had we had our first kid i had a panic attack like a month later i wasn't ready and then um and actually during that time i was working at StubHub. they gave me three months paid paternity leave amazing yeah that three months of paid paternity leave gave me enough time to slow down and realize i wasn't well but it also left me in bed and like i I was bad yeah so people in my lot my life were telling me like you need to you need to go exercise like you need to stop eating so much crap like Mm -hmm. you need to get back out there but I think that was my body telling me like you've got to stop living this way Mm -hmm. so you need to rest for a while and I think that's like people misunderstand depression and they think like oh you just aren't motivated you don't want to get out of bed it's like it's a symptom of a disease so stop talking about the symptom yeah right the disease is deeper than that there's Mm -hmm. there's something going on so I've I've kind of learned this phased approach where it's like okay I'm gonna lay in bed for three months. I didn't I I wasn't that calculated with it at the time, but yeah. looking back I I'm I'm a lot more calculated with it now. So like I got to a fairly good state, started going to therapy, got to a better state, and started dabbling in some working out. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't hop out of bed and start lifting weights. It took like... Yeah. You, were, you weren't waking up at 5 a.m. No. From then on out. It yeah. took a lot of time to get to a spot where I had like kind of the the emotional currency to spend on on working out, right? So then I then I lose 40 pounds and I'm super militaristic with my, my routine. And once I kind of conquered that, I was like, okay, I reprioritized. What do I value? I need to be more present at home. So I'm going to do that more now. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm all like, I, I, I know people, I have a really good friend who wakes up at four every day. He does the cold plunge yeah. three times a week. He hits the sauna right after, like he is so regimented. And I, and there is a part of me that I think envies that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he all, he's also pretty healthy with it where he's like, yeah, I, I take a day off if I need to. Um, I just don't quite operate that way. Yeah. I've tried it. I just can't quite operate that way. Um, and maybe that's a limiting belief. I don't know. But um, for now, I'm, I'm really happy where I'm at. Uh-huh. So, Well, I think it's, it's pretty awesome because I think a lot of people get in the routine of, like, if they miss a day working out or if they don't want to work out one day and then they beat themselves up and then, like, if it just, like, spirals for reasons like it shouldn't. Yeah. And it's like when these routines are broken – Cause I feel that all the time. Like if I don't go ride for a day, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. Like I'm losing ability. Like beat like yourself I'm, up. Yeah. And it's like, why is this happening? 
life is so enjoyable. Like there's so many other things I can go do. And like, just because you're struggling for a day or two, like re- regroup it. yourself. It's, like, it goes back to stuts, radical acceptance. Yeah. Right. You hit, you hit a new variable, something that you couldn't plan for. Just accept it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. really dumbed down. <laughs> cliche saying, but. Yeah. And that's okay. It's mm-hmm. not going to affect your trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were to give advice back either to like your younger self or I guess a lot of people that are at that position of like rock bottom almost. Shit. Like kind of what was, or like if yourself when you, you know, put on those 60 pounds in a year, <clears> like <throat> walk through the door type. Oh, like don't a, do that like to that, me, dude. <laughs> don't, not don't yourself, do. but like that, like that mindset of people. Dude. Those people just need a hug, man. They just want a hug. So one of the best uh, things that my therapist had me do was write a letter to my younger self. Mm. I poured over that letter. I wrote it 20 times. I just couldn't get it right. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, But that kid had... Great parents, you know, uh, everything on paper looked perfect, right? But, like, mm-hmm. you just don't know what demons people are battling, man. And that's what I've learned with, like, posting this stuff on socials. It's like I get a DM from someone and, I was, and I'm yeah. like, wow, like, I wouldn't expect that this person went through this or whatever. We all have stuff. Um, and some people are really good at hiding it. Like, my wife is amazing at hiding that stuff. She's got a poker face. You don't know if she's having the worst day of her life or the best day of her life. I'm the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. There's so much I would I would say. And actually, I would I would do a lot of listening to that if that kid walked in that into the room. Uh, I think we all need kind of a wise inner parent to to validate us and help us feel okay about where we're at so i just do a lot of that um it's funny so me and dave uh he works here he's our he's a coo uh we went and spoke up at uh university uh brigham young university idaho and um a lot of the kids were like so worried and I remember being in their shoes where they're like so worried about their career. Like what if I don't land at a big three? Yeah. Like we are so, what's the word? Not relentless. Like we can bounce back from stuff. Mm-hmm. Resilient. Yeah. Damn. Resilient. Why, right. why couldn't I find that word? I don't know, dude. You're the writer. We're resilient. <laughs> right. So like, if you don't land at the big three or whatever uh-huh. your goal is, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop stressing. I promise it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. 
not like we talked about earlier, like nothing goes to plan. Never. Never goes to plan. So yeah, you can you can bounce back from anything. Just allow yourself to do it. Well, there's about a thousand other things I want to talk to you about, but I won't keep you late in the office all night. Give me so one you, more. One more? Yeah. All right. So from your posts that you've been – I'm also a fan. I think you need to keep doing them. Okay. Uh, they've been absolutely incredible. And if it's okay, I'm going to link your Instagram so people can see these. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. There's like 30 slides to go through. I know. <laughs> Okay, I want to read number 11 and 13. If you remember, do, you remember, do you remember which order they're in? So doing the hard work is hard. The choice of the, to combat the cognitive dissonance requires courage. And no one sees this work. You won't get any fanfare and praise at the end of it. I kind of, yeah, kind of what the the journey of finding those. and. So oh, this is a hard one, man. So I'm still trying to figure out how to expand on number 11. Okay. Because we'll skip it. No, 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 we'll no. no. Next time. Well, here's the thing. I'm afraid of what I have to say. Hmm. I, 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 In what way? I feel like everyone hits this point in their life where they approach this threshold. And they can choose to either step across this threshold and um, acknowledge some things that maybe they don't want to acknowledge. Or they don't have to cross that threshold. They don't have to make waves. They can just stick to the status quo and, you know, live a decent life, whatever. Yeah. This is so self-aggrandizing as it's coming out of my mouth, but like choosing to confront inconsistencies in your life and choosing to be honest with yourself about stuff is really scary. Um, my wife and I stayed up super late last night talking about cognitive dissonance and just the idea that like, it's when your values and the person you are and then the person you are acting like aren't aligned, right? So mm. your actions aren't matching what you believe intrinsically. Yeah. And so <laughs> acknowledging those things mm -hmm. and then taking steps to bring yourself back into alignment is scary for a lot of reasons. For me, it was scary because the religion I grew up in had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Right. And the social, the, the sociocultural construct that I grew up in had a lot to do with it. And so how do I bring these things to alignment for me without losing stuff or, or hurting relationships? Um, that took a lot of courage for me to like acknowledge, Hey, some of this stuff isn't healthy for me. It might be healthy for my family and that's great for them. Yeah. It's not healthy for me. Um, and so I think a lot of people are facing that right now where they're, they're scared to take some steps because of the ripple effects that might ensue, mm -hmm. but it's so rewarding if you do. And I, and I, and I'm not just talking about that in, in terms of religion or anything. It's, it's, if there's anything in your life that doesn't align with who you truly are, are you going to just allow it to, uh, exist and not make waves or are you going to actually do something about it so i need to like figure out how to formulate that and put it into a nice little curated instagram post for everybody to read and and praise me about but for now that's kind of how i'm feeling about it uh -huh. 
Well, uh, I think it's a good place to leave it Fine. for tonight. We'll leave it. And uh, next time in town, in town we'll uh, address the other ten. We're going to do a damn sequel? There's gonna be, there might be a few. Hell yeah. Okay. If you're down for it. Yeah, I'm down. I did. Well, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks, man. Cheers. Right. See you, everybody.